Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. We are at number 46, Neil. I was 46. just saying, almost almost catching my age. Yes, got a but while to I'm go Tom, before you get to hosts. me though, baby. And there's Neil, yeah, I was going to say, but we'll catch you with, by the end of summer. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Which is no small feat. Oh, the way we're going, maybe we'll catch me by freaking in about two more weeks. That's true. we're pumping through these episodes, been, baby. Been a long long day at work. I am drinking a nice uh, Michigan beer, shorts. I know you got a drink in hand, right? I do. I got a gin and tonic. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock here, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Of course, it's only 4 o'clock where you are, you degenerate. It is, but I start at 6.30, so. Ah. I mean, that's the problem with working from home, right? I get in front of my computer to look go. at Facebook or whatever, and then I start getting emails and shit. So it's a, uh, you know. There you go. Double-edged sword. So anyway, I, I, so let's do our socials real quick, and then we will talk to the guy who's eagerly waiting on the on the line there, patiently listening to us ramble. Yes, sir. Um, Punk till I die podcast on Facebook and Punk till I die seventy seven at gmail dot com. Yep, keep the letters uh, we coming. Still got, we still got stickers too, so send us your address and we'll send you some stickers. Yep. And so we, we actually have a guest today that I don't know. Neither neither Neil or I really know him very well, but he is or was at least involved with punk news writing and he has a band called the fullers so today we are going to speak to pete vincelli right that's right yep hey guys thanks you, for having me you bet man how you doing i'm good I, you know it's funny tom you i i don't know what what uh which number of podcasts i heard but i was going to bring a beer to this tonight yeah. and then you said something about like you're afraid you'd have to pee in the middle of it i was like oh shit maybe that's that's you know that's why there's two of us so i'm just like hey neil keep yeah. the conversation going <laughs> yeah i'm it's actually it's... i'm actually my pillow fortress of solitude which is my bedroom that i i reference sometimes and i am wearing nothing but boxer shorts i just have the oh, ceiling oh, fan blasting down yeah just be glad we don't use the camera <laughs> yes right, yes yeah I mean, yeah, maybe you can just uh, wear the pens next time, like I say, and then you don't have to worry about it. You can just go as you're you're talking. It'll be good. There you go. Get a catheter or something. Yeah. So, man, yeah, if if you want to crack a beer, you go do that because that's what what we do. Yeah. So where where are you? You're you're somewhere in New Jersey, right? Yeah. um, I'm in like a couple towns north of Asbury Park, if that kind of gives you a reference. So that's like Um, New York City. We yeah, are about an hour or so drive from New York City. We're right okay. on the beach, a couple times over from the beach. Okay. Because when I think of yeah. New Jersey, I think you're either on the New York side, you're on the Philly side, or you're on the part that, like, the Toxic Avenger took place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess there's still that ongoing argument between, like, if there's an actual Central Jersey. So mm-hmm. we're, we're I'm right, like, right in the middle of Central Jersey, you know. North Jersey would be, but like, by the city, and then South Jersey, you got, like, Atlantic City, and then by Philly. So we had so we had one of the young Rochelles on uh, a couple of episodes ago. I don't know if you know those guys. Um, I don't. Was, yeah, I know of them. But I he don't was know. a city guy, wasn't he? He, lived he in was. City, I think. Yeah, they were. If, yeah, he's from. Uh, was it Long Beach? Does that make sense? Something like that. Uh, Long Beach is. Long he was Beach on Long. Was he on Long Island? Long. Yeah. I, I okay, Long Island. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. He was. He might not have been in Manhattan. It doesn't matter, Neil. Don't. don't no, I was, I was just. I was just wondering if you knew him. That's all. Because oh, you know, to me, it's it's all East Coast to me. What do you want? Yeah. Well, that's like when you talk to somebody in L.A. and you're like, oh, you guys must all know each other. You're from L.A., right? You forget that it's literally like the size of – it's like the size of Maine. L.A. Well, is like the size of Maine. Well, the know? funny the funny thing is with that with uh, the garage rock guy, Jason, right? He probably does yep. know everybody. He seems, he yeah, seems to know he everybody. Yeah. So so um, how long you been with Punk News, Pete? 
with punk music or punk with the news, band or punk news. I'm sorry, punk oh, news. Punk news. You're, you're still oh, you're still active, right? Or, or are you not? I can't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. No, yeah. I, I say right. don't be offended yeah. because I'm sort of living in my own little my own little bubble. And like I said, we don't really work together much. It's pretty individual. Right. So, so how long have you been doing this? Um, how long I guess it's maybe two years, so not that long. I okay, think so you're about pretty two years or so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So and what, you. Uh, yeah. So what do you do? Yeah, no. you, you just do reviews, or what? While you an editor? What, yeah, I, I just do? I just do reviews. So um, actually, it's kind of funny because once the quarantine started, I thought I'd have more time to write reviews, but it seems like I have less. So I, I've been. <laughs> I, I try to pump out like one one a week. I think I'm yeah. at like one every two weeks now. You know, that that's about so, what I'm at. But I w- I was actually going to give it up this year. Yeah, because you're about like five hundred or something, aren't you? Well, I re- I write for a couple different other things also, and I'm doing this. And I really the thing with this honestly is it's fun, and I don't have to write. You know what I mean? It's just like I, I, and my originally is like, oh, I'm going to take all these interviews that we're doing, and I'm going to transcribe them. It'll be great. And then I it started I'm like, this is horrible. I'm not doing this. <laughs> so now we're just doing yeah. this. But I but I have been writing more in my spare time, and I'm actually working on like three of them right now. I I will probably hit my number for a year end list. Um, but I used to always do. 70 a year you know but i'm just I, yeah I can't, I can't do it anymore i'm i got I just i'm burned i'm pushing it's five amazing months. how hard it is it's it's not as easy as you'd expect you know like before i started doing it i figured it'd be you know you, you like listening to music it's you know it's easy to talk about it but it's definitely not easy to write about it no. you know it's, well it, and you get stuck harder this. than you think you get stuck at a certain point. You're like, I feel like I'm writing the same review over and over again. You got to kind of mix it up, and you will hit walls, and you got to push through them. You know, you got to you got to right. keep keep going. Well, this is an interesting but, uh, topic because we we were talking to Greg Simpson on the last episode, and um, and we were talking about the star rating system and how uh, yes. and 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 how I mean, how Pete, where do you fall on that? Do you think that's important or not, or do you think I mean because we were talking about people giving new albums like nine and ten stars or whatever, and how silly that seems in the big scheme of things? But where 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 do you fall on that? I I, I when I'm writing and when I'm looking at them, I don't the stars. I mean, a lot of times I'll see the stars and I'm like, oh, that must be good. I'll read it, but I I. I honestly tend to only write things that I like and I think are good because I, <laughs> I feel yeah. bad writing about, you know, and I know that's, you know, maybe not the way to do it, but I know how much work goes into all, uh, you know, music and albums. So I always feel bad writing negative things. So if, if it's an album that I don't like, I, I'd rather not write about it. Just you know what I mean? It. Yeah. That's, that's the point yeah. I've got. When I first started, I didn't do that so much, but that's, but I don't want to. If it's not good, I don't want even want to listen to it. I don't want to waste my time. It's like yeah. I only have so much yeah, listening yeah. time, and that's, that's a, the struggle yeah. too with being a reviewer. And part of the reason I want to give it up and slow down on it is because I want to go back and listen to my favorite records <laughs> instead of constantly being listening to something new that may or may not be good. Right. You know. Right. I think that. I, and so the stars. I mean, I, I when I read them, you know, I focus more on the words, and I and I try to even when I write them, I, I try to you know convince people to listen to it. So it's always cool. From my end, when you you see somebody that's like, oh, I, I got into this band because of your review, I think that's pretty cool. So I, I don't really pay attention to them too much to the stars, but I, hey, I guess they you're are a good man, dude. Right I was just saying that literally, like last last episode we do with Greg, I was just saying, um, 
I want people to read my read my words, read well, my words. You know, his, yeah, yeah. We his, struggle with listen when you're trying to score an album. You str- we struggle with that sometimes. Well, I feel some people right. do, but but I see some people that just give pretty much everything a nine, and then it gets yeah. impossible to come in from. And it a, cheapens. It cheapens yeah, when it, something really well, it good does. does. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm, I know it's tricky. I mean, it really does because someone like me, especially older, you know, but I want to try and stay up on new bands and stuff like that. And that's actually how I found you guys, uh, Pete. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 difficult to wade through the crap when everything gets an eight or a nine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's just yeah. like so. I, and and I get it. I mean, different people are doing the reviews and stuff, so every everyone reviews things but differently. Like, but it, but, but it, when it, everything is high. What's that? But every, everybody has a niche, though, you know, because like I like every emo record to me is like a two, you know. So we should send those to you then. I like classic punk, thrash, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, I think Pete's kind of in the same general vicinity listening wise. I remember, I think it was him actually. That was sometimes once I'd been there for a few years, there were certain things that I always did. And then I noticed there was other people starting to pick up those albums. I'm like, oh, I see how it is. Yeah, but yeah. no, it's but yeah, it's cool yeah. that because I'm <laughs> trying to kind of pull back anyway. So, but yeah, like a, like a screeching weasel. You know, there was a time where like nobody else would have touched that with a ten foot pole. But now we actually have right. a couple people I think that are into that kind of thing. So, um, so no, that's cool though. So, uh, you you digging it, man? You like doing it? Is it fun or is it? Yeah, work? I love it. I, uh, it's not. It's definitely not work. You know, I I like I said, being home longer. You know, I have kids, so it's. It's, I, I I feel like I had more time to write when I was working because I would do it on my lunch break and stuff, you know. Oh yeah, while I'm yeah, lunch. yeah, yeah. My computer is broken at work and my productivity is plummeted. Not at work, but at home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my writing gigs. But my favorite part is, you know, you get, you know, bands that I kind of grew up on, um, you know, sending me stuff early to listen to, and that's that's oh, the coolest yeah. part, you know. Yep. Which yep. you know, one of the perks, I guess you could say. So just I, I, just to introduce this to people, because people might not even be aware of it, because, I mean, we all know about punk news and stuff. You guys both are members of staff or whatever, and I've been, you know, going on there for a while. But yeah, On, on the outskirts. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a website, and it's a podcast, and, and it's all this stuff, but um, they do album reviews, obviously, and one of the cool things about it is that anybody can go on there and review something. So if you want to review yep. something, you, can, you yep. can do it. You don't have to be a member of staff to review it. So sure. if you want to do reviews, you can you can do them so um i mean i've i've done some and um it, it is it is difficult and when, when you're trying to be fair but also i don't want to you know just give everything a, a really good score so but if you if you come off too negative it's like well maybe i don't even want to post this you know yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. you know but but yeah. it's it's uh yeah and and the fact of it is one of the things that punk news does best i think is like the sheer quantity of reviews I mean, it's just, it seems to be kind of a, reviewing albums is kind of a lost art. Reviewing albums well right. is a lost art. Yeah, that's true. And it's, you know, I, I've written, I'm over 400, and I, I look back, I think most of them were very well done, but there's a few that made me cringe a little bit, where I'm like, yeah, boy. <laughs> you know, like, for example, even this year, Neil, you know, I, I reviewed the Drowns album, and I gave it a really good review, and I said, man, this is a this is a good album, but I was just so flippant about the way I talked about it. I'm like, yeah, one of the singers sounds like Al Barr, and the other one sounds like, Jake Burns or whatever, not thinking later that we'd become kind of friendly with him and actually have the guy have the guy on the show, you know. Well, you, so, didn't, say anything, you didn't say anything bad, though. That's the other thing that gets hard. You're in Chicago especially. Of course, there's no shows to go to now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but you start 
writing about people and then they run you run into them and they say oh yeah you wrote about this in this show and all of a sudden between bands you're in the bathroom on your phone looking up their review to make sure you didn't talk trash dude about i already you just i already met. i already got into <laughs> that they don't want to punch you in the head after Th- the- <laughs> that already <laughs> that already happened to me um you know in the very few that i've even written it was for a live review and uh it was, was it Richie Ramone? Is he gonna uh, beat your ass? No, it, no, I know, don't care about that one. No, it was a it was a Nightbirds review, and mm. one of the opening obviously all, all the opening bands were from Chicago, and I made a couple of comments about one of the opening bands, and um, it wasn't even bad. It just said it looked mm. like they had new equipment. And uh, well, let me tell you something, Neil. What you don't consider bad, <laughs> I think sometimes is bad, but that's all right. <laughs> but anyway, they got all fucking pissy about it. We don't have new equipment. No. Blah, 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 blah. Like, all right, no. sorry. Did, did, did you ever have that, Pete, where you wrote a review and, and somebody got bummed out about it and actually let you know? No, because to be honest, I don't. Like I said, I don't. If I you don't write about something you don't I like. like. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've, I've written a couple live reviews, um, and I, I'm not really a fan of that because I tend not to remember all the details, you know, like unless I'm writing them down. I know. I think, Tom, you've written a couple, a few live ones. and uh, Probably a hundred. I, mean, I, it, it, I, I mean, that's I, honestly that's 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 kind, of my, kind of my jam. And that's yeah. why I'm part of the reason I'm so bummed right now. No, I love like writing live reviews. I like to give the kind of Hunter S. Thompson feel like you were there kind of a yeah, me too, yeah. including including what I drank and what I ate and how I got there and who I ran into and so <laughs> no, I I, I love I don't with... remember the set list, you know, like I I see can, I had to write it down, I, I which could... is kind of a pain, but yeah, I remember, I, dude, when no, I first I... started when I first started, I'd, I'd carry around a little notebook. Now I at least put it in my phone. Of course, then I just look like the dummy who's on his phone during the show. You know? <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, you're fucking, yeah. you're fucking getting the bag, and you're typing everything wrong. The, just the like one, me. the one that I got the most backlash from, was this band called Restorations. They're from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. They're a hideously dull, somewhere between punk and indie rock band. Hideously dull name too. That is awful. And 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 I and I didn't really bang it. I'm like, it was okay. It wasn't really my thing, you know. But they went on Twitter and were pissing and moaning about the negative review. I gave it, I gave it six out of ten. And I really only went to see the opening band, which was the Dirty Nil from Canada, who's a cool band. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. They're good. But anyway, I, so it, it once in a while it'll come around to bite you. I haven't got like punched out or anything. It's not like uh, you know, like like you hear about like Frank Sinatra got a bad album review and then he had his goons just like beat the guy half to death in the street. Or something like that. <laughs> I, I probably if I got a bad review, I probably wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't put it on Twitter. You know, I would just ignore it. Yeah. From, well, from I don't think they put the review. It's well, I don't remember. But so you know what I so, mean. But even, I wouldn't even draw attention to it. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So you you premiered like your whole. Uh, we'll get we're gonna get into your band here in just a second. But actually, you know what? Let's let's yeah, take, let's play a song. Let's play a song. Yeah. And then I have a, a real specific weird, not weird, but a, a real specific question for you about something. So anyway, yeah. Let's which what's first? Um. Do you want to, Pete? Do you want to listen to? Uh, should we do my good friends first? Seeing as it's the first track on the album. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that works. works okay. Track of the album. Sounds good. So, um, yeah, this so this is uh, the song, My Good Friends. Uh, what the name of the album is? Cheers, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, off the album, Cheers, My Good Friends. Here's the Down with my good friend Joe Blue Home. On this broken bar stool, 
there you go that was uh the fullers with my good friends the first track off of the new 2020 release uh the album is called cheers and it's really really good i was uh it's funny the the way i even became aware of this is um a few episodes ago we had our listener bands um episode when uh you know Low, uh, listeners' bands would send us songs and stuff like that, so we did a whole episode of compilation of of all those. And then Tom's like, "Oh, I know one we should play. We should put on there too." And that's the you know one of the other punk news guys, and it's this band, The Fullers. And I'd never heard it before. And 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 this doesn't happen to me very often these days because you know being old, I'm critical of everything, right? But um, I took, <laughs> yeah, you should take this as a high compliment. Yeah, you, you really should. Because <laughs> he is he is a grumpy old bastard. I took Sorry, go ahead, Neil. I took I took one listen of the album and I loved it immediately from the first song, and I've uh, and I've played it constantly. In fact, I went and I purchased it the next day, um, the vinyl. So um, yeah, so I I really loved it from that. So um, yeah, it was just kind of a funny story about how how I even got into you guys. So there's but, more there's yeah, more to kinda, it than I that could... even, but we'll get into that some other day. What do you mean? <laughs> but, yeah, we kind of uh, and I I appreciate that. You know, you know, I, I know we're not for everybody. I know uh, everybody has certain tastes. So when you do hear somebody say that they liked right. it on first listen, that's really cool. You know. So. So you guys premiered the album on Punk News, right? Like premiered the stream? Um, yes, we did. Yeah, I think we did it. Uh, it came out on a Friday. I think we premiered it on a Wednesday. So do you ever have you ever done that for a friend where they you you play where you hit up John or somebody and say, hey man, my my friend's band's putting out a thing, and can we premiere it here? Can we premiere a track here? Is that something you've done much of, or not really? Um, not really. I, I mean, people have hit me up, but I not not necessarily friends. You know, it's just. You know, on on Facebook or, I, or I do it, online, I do it once in a while, and I kind of try to avoid it too much anymore because it's sort of a pain, and it seems like yeah. I I always screw something up, like the last minute the <laughs> video is not right or something comes up. So so I know you guys streamed the whole album, and and so what's happened to me before in the past? I I've, I have I hook something up for a friend, and I'm real excited about it, and you put it up, and the first thing that happens is some one of our regulars or just some random douche will come on <laughs> and just make an annoying comment. Yeah. And you're trying to help your friend, out, and you're just like bummed out automatically. <laughs> now, when you so guys did your stream, too. I can't remember if it was the stream or the review, but the first thing somebody came on, it was one of our regulars, and said something like, "That is the most generic name," or something. He said something <laughs> about mocking the band, the name of your band. Did that bum you yeah, out? Yeah, I did. Not really, because at first, it's funny. I did. I I saw that, um, and I thought it. I thought he was saying it's the most generic album or sound, 
And so oh, it, it, like for 10 seconds, it did bum me out. And I was like, oh, wait, wait. No, he thinks the oh, name just, is Yeah, nobody there. really said nobody said anything bad about the music. It was just, I'm just, and it was just like, because I've had that before too, where I'm like, oh, man, I got this friend, my friend's single premiere, and I'm pretty excited about it. And I'm glad to do him a favor. And it's a great song. And the first comment is just like something stupid, just takes the wind right out of you. Yeah, so. no, it, and I, I kind of laughed because I was like, number one, he probably didn't listen to it, which I don't, or she, I, which I don't care. But then I was like, that's what you're really going to say something about the name, <laughs> you know? So it, 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 it didn't really bum me out too much. It kind of laughed. Well, I'm glad because I always get bummed out for like bummed out when something like that happens when I'm like the guy who sets it up. So I'm I'm good to know yeah, that yeah. the bands have a better sense of humor than we do. Well, where do you stand on that? Because I always because John used to talk about this sometimes on the podcast was he'd like to kill the comment section and um, I know that's a difficult one, but sometimes I feel like maybe it should be killed because sometimes you get such assholes. It's not, diffi- it's not difficult. It's not difficult for me. No? It's the only thing that really makes us special. And I think that we need to keep it, and it's painful, and sometimes it gets down horrible rabbit holes, and a lot of our re- leg- regular readers are total dicks, but we get, we have to keep it. I, I I will be very irritated if we got rid of it. What do you think? Because yeah, no, it, you know, and you know why I, I say that? Because I write for multiple sites, multiple sources, and it's the only one I get direct feedback. So I'll write, man, I'll bust my butt working for a couple hours to write a piece for New Noise or something. It'll go online, looks really nice, and then there's no, but there's no feedback. Yeah, but so you get all bummed out so if, the, if, like a, if the feedback was like, wow, this is shit. Who is this idiot? But it doesn't matter. At least it's instantaneous. At least it's something. At least you know somebody who's looking at it. Well, and I, I think we're, we're able to distinguish between the same old people that are making comments and kind of ignore those as opposed to constructive criticism. And we've had a couple you know, people comment to say, like, you know, like maybe the review should have been written like this. And that's fine. You know, yeah. but I, I think it's cool when people start having conversations based on the review, and they, you know, and and they're like good, honest conversations. I think that's really cool. My my pet peeve in the early days, before I I, I kind of established myself as a personality around there, essentially, so people kind of know what they're getting with me. So <laughs> indeed, people rarely people rarely try to start crap with me anymore. But in the early days, I used to get into it with people because they would be they they would say my review sucked, but it wasn't because it was poorly written. It was because they disagreed with it, and I always right. get frustrated by the fact. Trying to say, listen, just because something just because you disagree with me doesn't mean it's poorly done. I could have written a really crappily done review, and if I would have gave it a better score, then it would have been good. You know what I mean? You right, have to be able right, to separate right. the art yes. form to a certain extent from the. So that always irritated me, and I, I think at the end of the day, most people have really low reading comprehension, and you know we just do the best we can. Yeah. So. Or so, they, or, right. they or, the, or they hang on the first thing that they don't like, and then they, yeah, and then the whole, and then the whole yeah and, exactly, and then the whole review sucks. You know, yeah. you know from from so, that yeah. So that right. that is enough, annoying. All right. Enough of that. Enough of um, that. Let's talk about let's talk about, let's let Pete talk about his band. I mean, the guy just put out a new album. He can't tour. He can't even do a freaking release show. <laughs> Yeah. Well, tell, tell us about the yeah. Fullers a little bit. Which, yeah. or what, what's what's this before this? I assume Fullers isn't your first band. What's your what's your background? Uh, well, we you know we um, were a four piece, and uh, our, the drummer, the guitarist, and I have known each other since high school. So we have been and in you, the, you, you know, sing and band. play. You sing and play guitar. Yes, I sing and play guitar. Um, so we've been together on and off, just playing music for a while. Um, and then I guess once I graduated, a few years after I graduated college, we started playing music again. Um, and we, you know, we're just doing it for fun, playing music. And uh, our bassist, we picked up. We we had another friend in the band who decided not to play with us anymore about two or three years ago. 
right around when we were kind of trying to get serious, you know. Mm. And then uh, our newest, our, our bass player now, Ian, is in another band. He's another local guy, and we just kind of picked him up. So we've been, you know, we've, we've had a, a couple releases, but this one we really put full force into, you know. We, uh, you know, and that's that's kind of where we stand. We, we recorded this. Actually, this is kind of funny because we, we recorded it in two different segments, I guess. We, we mm. So last January, not, not 2020, but 2019, um, we recorded four songs and we were thinking about putting out a seven inch, um, but it's really not economically feasible. No. Um, and then, you know, so then we, we reached out to a couple labels and they would rather us do a, a full length. So we, we booked the studio again for this January. So we've been working on it for like over a year, you know, not nonstop, but you know, just the, the idea of it, you know? Well, that, that's kind of surprising in a way because the songs do have a certain unified quality to them. Yeah, they do. Well, we, sure. it, it's uh, it's like a well, loose concept album, book. right? Yeah, um, it's not. No, we call it Cheers. It's not really based on the show. Um, <laughs> but we, <laughs> but we, Good I, to I know. Did, I, did, I, I like listening to that piece, though, a little. But um, it, but it is that idea, you know. So we, um, when we wrote the first, four songs um last so in january we had remember me which you played uh on that previous episode yep um it was kind of like a couple other songs yeah yeah yeah, exactly um and then when so we i I reached out to spam uh records in 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 europe and austria um and he said he'd be more interested in a full length so we started writing more songs and we kind of had this this kind of had they had they put um, out your previous had they put out your previous stuff no, this is all new for them. You know, I just I okay. after we recorded the four songs uh, last January, I sent it to Spam, um, and I, I honestly and, and when I sent, I mean, I sent them to a lot of places, but when I sent out the songs, I didn't really say much about them. You know, I just kind of, I, I just kind of wanted the songs to sort of speak for themselves. So I sent sure. uh, the four songs, and I just said, um, you know, here's four songs we recorded. I don't think they suck too much, so let me know. <laughs> and then uh. He he got back to me right away, and he's like, "Can we do a full length?" So we started doing, uh, you know, writing more songs, and we kind of had this this concept um, of of uh, most of the songs sort of taking place in a bar or a bar setting. So it's not not necessarily that every single song is about that, but there's this idea of you know, kind of like down on their luck type characters. I, I kind of look at it like, um, you know, every song has a narrator. And if you can picture like, you know, you know, like a bar scene and guys just sitting at the bar and they're sort of telling their story. And that's kind of like these stories, you know. So it's not a strict theme because we didn't necessarily write every single song to that. Um, but it sort of works out that way, you know. Neil and I have been known to spend a day or two at the bar. Yeah. True. We used to back in the back in the good old days. Back right? in the days when there was bars, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And now you're and then you now you just sitting in your underwear. Yeah. Instead, right, drinking right. beer. That's right. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> well, so in in that in that song that we played, my good friends, the first track on the album, um, you mentioned meeting Joey Ramone in the bar. Is that something that happened, or is that just a you just made no, that no. line up? No, no. So every, I mean, so I wrote, um, I think five of the songs. Our drummer wrote. Uh, drummer Rob wrote uh, four of the songs, and then our bassist Ian wrote one of them. So everything I write, I generally write from like a different perspective, not my own. Ah. You know, so it's more of like a, a story. So when when we 
started writing more songs for the album, I was trying to think of um, that basically that scene, uh, you know, like a guy sitting in the bar. And I, I so I wrote that song um, where you can't really tell if the guy actually has a friend, Joey Ramone, or he is friends with Shane McGowan, or if his friends are the, the you know, the records he listens to and yeah. he's taking advice from the music he listens to. Um, so, and that's kind of, so my good friends is basically all the, the, the records the guys listened to that gave them advice over the years, basically. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, no, really? but really that's what, okay. I didn't get that. Cool. But I, I, yeah. Huh. I was listening to, I, I listened to it on Spotify and I got real shoddy reception at work. So I missed large swaths of yeah, large swaths I, I mean, of it's, music. It's, that was actually, it's kind of funny because that was one song we debated about keeping on or not. Um, huh. and we decided sort of last minute to do it, and then we put it as our opening track. Yeah, as I say, sort of contradictory. Um, so, first, does, I guess you sing, like so you're singing, his, you're singing his songs. I mean, you're singing somebody Ooh. else's words. That's always interesting, correct? Me. Oh, huh. when when the drummer writes them, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So that that my good friend I wrote. Okay. Um, I think um, one of the ones that Neil's gonna, you guys are gonna play later. Um, the drummer wrote. Hey, uh, hey guys, hold on one second, because I think I think someone just buzzed on my front door, so I'm gonna step away just for one second, okay? Okay. Hmm. <laughs> so, so, so yes, uh, I mean this this one's uh, my song though, one I wrote. Hmm. So um, you this is so you have some other releases out because I was I couldn't find much information on you guys. So what do you what have you done previously? What did you done before this? Uh, we had we put out a, like we basically self released an album two years ago, or actually not okay. two years now, two thousand seventeen. Like a full length. Uh, full length. It's called Kingdom by the Sea. It's just on CD. Okay. Um, and you can, I mean, we still have it. We still sell it at shows. That you can get sure. it at Pro Rock Records. If we um, ever go back to having shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we do. <laughs> um, so that I mean, we that's you know I I think our sound changed a little bit. I mean, that's only three years ago, but our sound and style changed slightly but that uh, that's generally a good um hmm. you know it's 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 pretty relevant of our sound too you know well it's funny because i was like i said i was looking uh, i don't know if i was looking on spotify or Bandcamp or whatever i i'm pretty new to streaming i'm definitely a physical guy you know old old guy oh me too me, me neil's too. actually much better about this stuff than i am despite the fact that he's 10 years older than i am but um yeah i couldn't find much and i'm like that's I th- I'm thinking, man. That's kind of weird that your first album is sort of like a loose concept album. I mean, that's unusual. But now it makes more sense that you kind of work your way up to it. Over yeah, the course yeah. Of, over the course and, of a and few I'm, years. I'm all new to this digital stuff too, and I still don't necessarily love it. But I, yeah. uh, and I, I was, we were, you know, we were actually debated putting it on Spotify and all that, and um, yeah. and it, it, it is on all of that stuff. And I didn't, I don't even think I knew it was on there. You know, don't you have to do that now? I mean, don't you really have to do that now if you want to even draw people to your shows or anything? Isn't that the sad truth of it? I don't think it's a necessarily a draw to the shows, but it. I mean, it definitely like, it definitely introduces people. You know, that you just stumble upon it randomly. Um, yeah, because if, if enough I, people I, listen to it, it'll get thrown on other playlists. Like if I put on maybe put on a screeching weasel, maybe eventually you know a, a fuller song will pop up. Yeah, and I you know like. Bands, you know, the bands that we share the label with kind of work together and they're, you know, they're making playlists and I guess that's how it works. But I still, I still have trouble. Like I, tr- I recently just got into Spotify and I'm, I'm not into it, but I just was trying to like figure it out. And I, 
I mean, I listen to it, but I still have trouble. You know, I, I, yeah. if I don't have something physical in my hand yeah. to look at, I have it's, it's bad, very little isn't it? connection to the song, you know? But Well, and I, at I, first I, I didn't. I didn't have premium, so it would be so irritating to me. Being an older guy, I like to listen to whole albums, right? It's like, okay, I want to put right. on My Brain Hurts. or I, I, The one I've really been listening to, probably the most I've listened to anything this year is the new Screeching Weasel, which I love. But yeah. if, before I had premium, I'd put that on. It'd play like maybe one or two songs from the new album, and then all of a sudden I'm hearing, you know, My Right and, uh, and you know, a <laughs> yeah. bunch, bunch of and old I, stuff, which is, I, which is I, great. But I want to hear the whole album start to finish. So actually, my son. Well, do you, you get commercials too? Do the commercials start playing after a couple months? I did, yeah. yeah. I had commercials. Because YouTube, YouTube second, is terrible. Watch this thirty-second video. Yeah, YouTube is the worst. But, like but YouTube seconds. also has the best selection of everything. Yeah, they do. I That's mean, it's true, got yeah. them all. I'm glad you told me because, like, I, I, you know, I've been trying to like look for albums, and I can't freaking figure out. Why, if I put in an album, another song comes up? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's it'll play like one song from the album. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the premium actually will let you override that. And I'm not paying for what my my son has it, so I think you can use like three three okay. users or breaking, something. Breaking the well, I'm I'm pretty much not gonna. I'm probably not gonna pay for it. So, well, no, no way, no, no way. <laughs> but my son's a my son's a wow. college student. I think he gets you a guys. Good, he gets <laughs> Well, wait, you've got Apple Music, right? I know, I, and, and I pay for it. What and does that cost, you know, like 10 bucks a month, or is it more I, than that? I have a family plan, so it's 15 bucks a month for, like, six people or something. But it's, but it's, really I, mean, I mean, it's worth it, because, I mean, I buy vinyl, and that's what I listen to at home. Mm-hmm. But if I'm on the road, yeah. or if you're traveling, or if you're running, if you're working out, or whatever, I mean, it's excellent to have, you know, access to everything. You know, you, you mention a song, right, right. you know, or, you know, looking at the punk news reviews, if there's an album that, that I re- read a review of that sounds good. Well, that's how I heard you guys. Right. I mean, I downloaded it right, first right. and then I and then I bought it. So if, and that's how I do a, it. You know, if there's a plus to this whole thing, because let's face it, records are expensive. now. When I was a kid, mm. records were cheap. You're like six ninety nine, you know, or whatever. You go to tape barn at the mall and records were less than 10 bucks. And. You know, on sale like literally six, seven bucks. When you'll start buying, they were like fifty pence, <laughs> or whatever that means. I don't even know what that. I don't even know how much that is. A forty, a forty-five but, was ninety-nine p. Yeah, there you, there you go. go. But but my point being, nowadays records are expensive, so yeah, it's, it's nice either. to be able. It's nice to be able to listen to something and say, "Man, this is really good. I want to buy it." Because you hate to spend twenty-two bucks on a record and then have it suck. Well, hold, I, yeah, I, I'm, I I I saw who was it? Was it? Um, was it Albini or someone that said something about that once? And they're like, well, is it really expensive? I mean, you might go to Starbucks four times a week or something and you've spent 30 bucks. Well, I don't mm. do that. But yeah. So, know you know, and, but if you've got an album, it's music, it's someone's life and soul they've put into it and you've got it for, no. the, re- for the rest of your life, you know? I don't, I don't so. disagree with that in principle. And the fact of the matter is I grew up in rural Wisconsin, dude. I, I bought albums based on reviews. And right. it's not like I had maximum rock and roll. It was Rolling Stone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what that's that so, explains your Huey Lewis fascination, my friend. Well, well, it ex- well, that was on the radio, <laughs> but that explains my sort of desire to write good reviews that makes other people want to write the, you know, buy yeah, the records. Oh, boy, sure. that might be subliminal. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Wow, I think I'm opening up some deep seated psychology. <laughs> yeah, we're stuff. figuring things out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, we should play another song. Yeah, let's play another song. Then we'll, you can talk about how you hooked up with your uh, label and some other stuff like that yeah so uh, which one which, what's next of the ones you wanted to uh you wanted me to play which one richard parker my carolina home we'll beatrice just, we'll go in album order we can go richard parker okay so uh this is richard parker by again by the fullers
Richard Parker, another good song off that uh, great album. You should all look for it and get it on the, is it White you, with Red Splatter or something? Meal? No, in fact, it was just looking because I ordered it a week ago and it's not here yet. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, be, I'll be patient. You know, I'll be patient. Yeah, but, slow. Yeah, but it's, it's a really cool uh, color splatter vinyl too. So I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to getting that. What? It should be good. So, so you, you hooked up with the spam, the spam records in Europe? Is that what it was? Spam in Germany? Yeah, yeah, they're in Austria. In, so, in Austria, so you were just sort of sending out like a sending out demos just randomly. It wasn't really a connection or anything you had with them. No, I the only um, connection I had was when we first recorded the four songs and we were thinking about doing a seven inch. Um, I knew he did. Spam, so he did. He spam does a lot of the artwork for like Fat Records and a lot of other bands. Really? So okay. I, I just I reached. He actually just did the art. Did you see the um? The North, the uh, Home Street Home um, dumpster package they're putting out. Did you see that? We just, you know, it's funny. We just talked about that on the podcast last night on the regular Punk News podcast, but I have not seen it. No, the price point on the thing is a little outrageous. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess one of the packages you can get there's um, four uh, No Effects seven inches, and he did all the artwork for those, hmm. the cover art. Neil, anyway, you got to check. Why, got to check this thing out let me let me explain it to neil really quick i'm sorry and then we'll get back to this sure. but yeah go ahead the, yeah, yeah. the top one has 57 inches in it neil 50 57 inches 57 inches 104 songs the top tier package shipped is over a thousand bucks what what yeah yeah what? we'll take it with, anyway I, I just want to give you a little taste of that and you'll only get madder and madder <laughs> about it so we'll talk about it who is this time. by who is this? It's by it's Home Street Home. It's actually a Fat Mike, not no effects, but Fat Mike thing. I think that says more about the affluence of his fans than it does about anything else. But anyway, let's 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 so just germinate on that. You can do a little research, and when next time we don't have a guest on, you can rant and rave about it. What does he come to your house and play <laughs> and play it for you? Does he DJ he it at come your house? To his house and, and give you a handy. But anyway, all right, <laughs> he, he actually might. <laughs> yeah, for that kind of but anyway, it doesn't matter. All right, so. Um, 
Where are we at? Okay, so you... Well, sorry, Pete. I, well, totally, me, I totally do Let me... Uh, Hopefully you let, kept let, your train of thought. Let me step in a second. So one thing I wanted to get clear, when I started doing a bit of research today, but if you look up the okay. Fullers on Discogs, there's like there's like actually three or four different bands. There's so, a London Fullers too, yeah. I saw yeah, that. and, and there's, yeah, a, there's a Spanish not one a, too. So Really? The, so there's an album... It's not Los Fullerinos? <laughs> how, <laughs> how, how many albums do you guys have? Because... I, I came up with three. I came up with Cheers being the third. Is, is that correct or not? Yeah, Cheers is the third. Uh, we had um, Kingdom by the Sea in 2017. And then we had Weeding Through It, so which that, is a, a while ago. So that was, you guys, two, two, 2009, that one was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the that was self released. That was self-released also? Correct. Okay. So now is it the, All right, the, anyway, the, I'm sorry. Cheers. You were telling us You were telling us how you hooked up with Spam. And then, yeah, so I, I um, basically I, I reached out to him to see um, if you know if, if we could get him to do the cover art and how much he charged and all that, and he got back to me. So and that, and that was it. And then about like four or five months later, I saw he had a record. They had a record label too, um, and I think it's like like I said, if you go to the website, it says something like we have a record label, uh, we have music that doesn't suck or something like that. So that's I, when I emailed him, I just said, I think we have some songs that don't suck. <laughs> and I just left it at that. And then he uh, he so, got back to me pretty so quickly, which is, which I think is, um, you know, I'd, like I said, I tried, I was hoping that the music would sort of speak for itself. I didn't really want to talk it up or have any actual promo or PR or anything, you know. I just, and mm. so it, I guess, he, you know, he got back to me and, you know, just kind of went from there. So this is Spam, S-B-A-M, right? Spam. Yes, S-B-A-M. Oh, okay. So, well, I just went to Spam, and this is some Italian thing, so this isn't the right thing at all. Hmm. Interesting. So, oh, it's oh, so it's, sp- it's, you... it's Spam with the umlaut over the A, like, uh, like Motorhead. Yes, correct, ah, correct, there yes, we yes. go. I found it. All right. Wow. I didn't know what that thing was called, or I would have yep. said that. Yeah. The two dots. It's the two dots. Umlaut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? So how? How? How did you end up with your uh, hooking up with your American label, which is really new, but they seem to be really putting out a quite a bit of stuff in a short period of time. Yeah, that's cool this rock. Is kind of funny. I, so this is. I don't. I don't want to make it a huge long story, but. Yeah. Um, what else we, we got to do, dude? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Take as long as you want. So, I might have to take a leak in the middle, but you're good. <laughs> No, but I think you need to kind of stay for it because it has it. It, it sort of has you involved. Oh um, shit! So we when when we agreed to do it with spam, um, you know that's all in Europe, and so we were trying yep. to look for someone in the United States, and so the, people didn't um, have to pay forty dollars to get their your record. Yeah, set exactly. Yeah. Um. So we, I was just you know, I wasn't like specifically looking, but I saw you know the band Latte Pew. Who, oh yeah, I yeah. think you. Yep. So I'm I saw they a had friendly with, with a little friendly with Kiko. Yeah. So in, and the reason that you're connected is because I think I told you, or maybe I, or you know, I typed it to you that in the I think you reviewed Stitches, their album Stitches. Oh yeah, the first. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one I reviewed. I reviewed the last two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So when you reviewed, I had never heard of them. So you reviewed Stitches, and that yep. your review sort of turned me on to them, and I kind of hmm. um, started following oh, them you know, musically. And so, um, just it circled back around. I saw they were putting stuff or, you know, starting to put stuff out, um, with pro rock, which is based out of Chicago, Chicago area. It is Chicago. Um, okay. Yeah. 
so I, I reached out I, and I basically did the same thing with spam. I just sent them the songs and, you know, just sort of hoped that it would last. At that point, you had four or you had all 10, you had all 10 by this we point? We still only had four. Yeah, we only had mm. four. So, um, which I think, and I, I think sort of speaks a lot, uh, for them, you know, they put a lot of trust in hmm. us only listening sure. to the four songs, you know, I guess, you know, from their perspective, <laughs> the the next six or so songs we recorded could have turned out really shitty. <laughs> yeah. so I'm glad they kinda didn't. <laughs> yeah. Totally different style. Yeah. So so um do you know do you know Latte is it Latte Pew? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Latte Pew. So I think they got it it it's milk plus from uh yeah. a clockwork yeah, from orange. No? Clockwork orange, yeah, the milk bar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. have you heard them meal or no? No, I have not. I'm friends with them on Facebook for some reason. They but, do, uh, yeah, yeah. Kiko's a real aggressive Facebook friender. I, I kind of got to know him that way, and they sent me a message. And is I it, actually is it Kiko or Chico? Face. Is it Chico? Kiko, or it's pronounced. It's Kiko because they had an American publicist for a while, and she sent me all this info. I would love to have Kiko on, but I don't think he speaks English well enough to pull it off. Mm. I think of the three of them, he does. He speaks uh, the, best. the best English, but yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I also have I had done some stuff for the former bass player Leo. And it's when you have that language barrier, sometimes things come across as unnecessarily aggressive, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that problem. I, don't know, I, have that problem I don't know if it's the Italian language or what, but I find myself getting like Neil type triggered where I'm just like, why is this guy breaking my balls? I'm trying to help him out and he's getting all aggro on me. But um, but no, they, they do what they do, Neil, is straight up Ramon's worship. But they do it so well because like a lot of these, most of the American bands that do like straight up Ramon's worship, I think kind of suck at it. But they do it. They do it really well. They do it in the spirit of, you know what I mean. It, it's just, it, it's, it's cool. I, I dig them. I think you'd like them. No, they've been doing it a while too. You know? Yeah, ninety-seven. I think. What's the name he's, of the he's band? He's almost my. He's close to my age. L a t t e, and then the plus sign. So latte plus, like milk plus. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's pronounced latte pew. Like it's in Italian, Italian, obviously, hmm. and it's like I said, it's influenced by the Clockwork Orange movie, The Milk Bar. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, they're cool. They're, yeah. they're they're cool. They're a cool band. They, well, but and and pro rock, like I said, they seem to be. They really are cranking out the albums right now. Yeah, so that that you know that took me to pro rock, and then um, you know Kenny, the main dude, um, and I have been become pretty friendly. So he's sort of giving me the reins on a lot of this stuff. So I've been helping them out, and what's cool is we're getting you know like we've uh, like you said we're starting to pump out some CDs, and uh, you know a lot of there's some spam um artists we're getting we're, we're so it's we're kind of like a crossing the ocean a little bit you know yeah all so because of you guys pretty cool uh i guess you know that wasn't really the, the even though i'll, the I'll have to take a little bit happened. of the i'll have to take a little bit of credit i guess for that for that stitches review so maybe yeah well that was the point of my story <laughs> there you go there you go well, you know I'm sure at some point we'll we'll have Kenny on because I'm going to give him a lecture like a father and say, "What are you doing starting a label right now? Are you an idiot? Why are you why are you wasting your time and money on this?" But well, no, to be it, honest, I don't I don't think he really planned it that. I think he was just. I mean, he had the label going for a little while, and then he sort of took a break, and then he started it up. And I think once Latte Pew and then we joined, I think it just he he just got really excited and just started. You know, and it just sort of blossomed from there. So, <laughs> I would love for those guys to be able to come tour the states and hit Chicago or Detroit or something and go hang out with them. I I think it's probably impossible at this point for any like band with real jobs to do that, but it would be sweet. 
So. We actually just talked. To, I mean, they said it's you know, unlikely, but they're, they're definitely thinking about it. But it is, you know, it's how tough it is with, with everything. Anyway, so you know. listen, it, Kiko, if you try to go through this and, and, you know, listen to it and understand, you know, two out of every three words, just hello from your old buddy Tom in Michigan. So <laughs> so how, how long how long has he been doing this label, do you know? Because they have quite a lot of releases on here. They have like 20 on releases. Pro yeah, they have like 20 releases on here or something. Oh, so... Um, well, he had, like I said, he had done it. I, I honestly don't know how long ago, um, but all the releases I think you're seeing are sort of like within the last year. Some of those releases are um, he's kind of like we're, we're re-releasing it. Okay. Um, but some of the newer ones, um, like I don't know, uh, Swallows Rose, Pro Rock's going to release the Sewer Rats just released a, an album on Monster Zero. We're going to release that on a CD. Um, so he's got a lot going, yeah. And yours is on vinyl, obviously. They've they've done the vinyl for you guys, so that's cool. Ours, yeah. So it's on vinyl and CD, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, cause your previous yeah. one was only on CD, right? Kingdom by the Sea. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Spam did the vinyl, um, and Pro Rock's distributing, and then Pro Rock did the CD and is distributing. Oh, I see. Okay, that's how that worked. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is is it is it the same band um, from those previous releases, or have you lost members or gained members? Or um, we um, we're pretty much. I was telling Tom before. Um, Nick, Rob, and I have been friends since grammar school. Okay. Um, and then we we picked up our bassist a uh, couple years ago. Basically, our bassist Ian is. This is the first album he plays on. Okay. But so why yeah. was it why was it such a long gap between that first wading through it album and then the latest stuff that you that you've been doing? Because uh, we we tend to do things the hard way and we, <laughs> <laughs> we our timing's all off and now nah, there's no particular reason we just you know we all we all had they're jobs adults and they have jobs yeah I say they're adults and they have jobs you know yeah I I think that first album I we released I think I had my my first kid so it was like. As soon as we released the album, I had a daughter. Then you know, then the drummer had a, a baby. You know, so it's just family stuff, school, you know, uh, work gotcha. stuff, that type of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I was confused is because, like I say, there's a few different fullers out there, and the only reason I had any idea it was you guys is because the uh, the logo was the same. So that's, yeah, yeah. That's how I figured yeah. out it was you guys. So yeah. So we should we play something else. We've, Let's uh, do another song. Yeah. So my Carolina home. That one sound good. Mm, sounds yep, good to me. Good. Okay, this is my Carolina home by the Fullers. Well, the train horns whistling and the south winds blowing and Dixie's is calling out my name. So I stay one more at this old corner bar. Well, it's time to get up on my way.
My Carolina home. Now I assume that was written by the drummer because you're from New Jersey originally, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, another crazy. We gotta do things the hard way. Our uh, our drummer is originally from New Jersey. Oh. Like I said, we grew up together. Then he moved to uh, North Carolina about two years ago, and so we've been kind of we've been doing the long distance thing. Oh wow. wow. Um, you know, yeah. We play when he comes up. We we just sort of schedule shows and uh you know our recording sessions scheduled around that so that's partially why it takes us so long to do things too was was hey tom was it was it evil that we were talking to from the independence who has the yeah, same kind of thing beach, from Myrtle beach no but th- didn't didn't somebody else have a drummer that was from a completely another another state and they had it might have been uh, uh the bouncing I, souls the bouncing souls the uh, singer lives in you uh, well yeah the singer lives all the way out by you guys i think and then uh Way further than us, pal. Jersey, Way further yeah. west. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then um, the drummer, you know, George is from Florida. Yeah, he's from Hot Water Music originally. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it might have been the Drowns, Neil. It seems like the oh. I remember they're in Seattle and the drummers in L.A. or something. Okay, like that. so that's what it was. Okay, yeah. But the, you I, know, it's I, funny. It's funny because you know, it's it, it it because how many we very rarely talk to bands that are like making a living playing music. You know what I mean? You're right. That's true. So right. it's and 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 because you can't really i mean there's no so yeah. it's and and you listen if it takes you guys three years to make a record what difference does it make you're working your jobs it's not like you're depending on it for income you know right but, yeah we i think we you know when we started playing together we never had that in mind and, and even when we recorded recorded this and we basically were just like i think we have some decent songs that maybe people would want to listen to so that's sort you're of probably, all it you're is. probably losing money, right? I mean, I assume you essentially paid for the recording session yourself, so. Oh yeah, yeah. At this point, we're we're definitely losing money, which you know, <laughs> I think that's in the long run is fine. But like like um, any good yeah. habit, like any good habit yeah. or hobby, I yeah, should yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a hobby, not a job, right? Well, and especially now because you can't. It's it's hard to promote. I mean, right. this, you know, this is this is your release. You know, this is about as close to a release show as you're going to get. You know, I mean, it's it's. Are you guys thinking about other ways to try to kind of promote this thing since you can't play, or what, what's the what's the game plan well, going forward? Uh, yeah, if I were a label, I'd be horrified of this situation. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, I know. Well, we actually sold it more than I thought, being that we didn't mm. play any shows, you know. So we're you know we're pleasantly surprised when that we, Mikey review. You know, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we I did a couple acoustic shows. Um, so Spam did uh, like. Oh, extreme! I don't know, maybe a handful of of online acoustic shows. Um, so I did four of those, mm. and uh, I, I think that definitely helped. And because I mean, he, there's he had some you know big time bands on there. Um, yeah, he had Spike from Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, and uh, Chris from Anti Flag, and and, uh, and Yodem from Useless ID, and so he had a bunch of big bands. So that I think that definitely helped too. You know. Does he distribute those bands in Europe, or he just was friends with them and got them to play? Um, I think he's just—it's sort of like a, a, 
you know, it's a community type thing. So he does have some of those bands that he's been working with. Um, Spam does Spam Fest in uh, in May and in the fall too. They have a lot of those fat records bands, and then a lot of local Austrian and, and German bands. Um, so that's sort of his connection. I think he, you know, the art helps him out too, which I guess in the long run sort of helps us out too, you know. Hmm. So. So it's going to be really difficult for you guys to do a true tour. I mean, even when stuff comes back, you could probably do weekends, right? Well, of course, you got your drummer yeah, in North Carolina. Yeah, that was sort of the plan before all this went down was to do, you know, we had a couple, we had a record release show planned. Uh, we had a couple regional, and then we were going to try to do some stuff in the summer. Um, and then it just, you know, obviously, this all happened, and it just never came to fruition. So, well, maybe maybe they can get you over for Spam Fest. That would be pretty sweet. We get to go to Europe. That was also the yeah. That was the plan too. And then it's just uh, so we're trying actually for next. Uh, if he does one in May, which is when they usually do it, um, we're going to try to get over there for that and do a you know a small little run around Europe. Um, have have you ever done? Have you ever have you ever done any major touring? No, nah, no. Nah, we just done some regional stuff. So we're mm-hmm. all new. Like I said, we're just kind of. Uh, so going to Europe, and... going to Europe to tour would definitely be a first. Yeah, absolutely. I've never been to Europe as it is. So... <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. Let alone, uh, yeah, it's fun. Well, it's funny because that would be it's so so much its own reward. You know, if if all this band ever did was get us a little tour of Europe, to me, that's like, oh, you know, well, that's worth worth doing. You know, exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, it's worth doing anyway because you got this beautiful looking record, and to me, that's like a, a <laughs> you know something you could shake in your grandchildren's face, right? That's true. And that's, Look at this uh, thing. Like, if I do anything, I. I gotta be on vinyl at some point and then i'm happy you know and then you know i, I think part of the, the 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 draw to playing too is like we get to play with a lot of cool bands and it's you know all these shows we've played i probably would have gone to anyway but i didn't have to pay to go see them because i was playing you know <laughs> there you go they give you a few so, drink tickets to boot. yeah 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 so who was some <laughs> of the who were some of the bands that you played with so far uh off the top of my head um we played with the real mckenzie's Oh yeah. Uh, we played with the Casualties, Bouncing Souls, the Ataris. Jeez, uh, oh. uh, that's, that's a pretty good start. Yeah, there. we've we've yeah we've had some good shows uh, coming through. Um, Guttermouth, we played with a few mm. times. Uh, so, so yeah. do you know what do you know what Paul McKenzie wears under his kilt? <laughs> no, he, that was a fun show though. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> We uh, no, the last time I saw them, they played a little club in town here, and he bent over and picked his kilt up, and I could see all the way to his spleen. No. <laughs> I was not thinking about it. I never decided to look, but yeah. So they're wait, fun, so, they're, so they're are th- are they, now are they are they Scottish thingy or Irish? What, what, what's they're, the deal they're with them? Scottish, but they're via Can- Canada. Oh, they're actually yeah, based out of Canada, but I think yeah, he, I think you grew up in the Highlands, dude. I think. Yeah, I, I think he did. Yeah, always authentic. Your English, your English ancestors probably victimized his Scottish ancestors. Well, well <laughs> yeah. my my family, uh, you know, because my last name is McDougal, and we're actually of Scottish yep. ancestry, and we were the ones that yep. like turned on Robert the Bruce and yep. shit and all that. Yeah, we were. Yep. We always teamed up with the English. So always you know. looking out for your best interest. Exactly right. Well, you got to. <laughs> what, what can you do? Yeah. You know. So what do we? What do we? Uh, how many songs we? We got a couple songs left, right? Yeah, we have one more um, Fuller song, and then uh, I'd asked him for a couple of his influences because that's always interesting too, right? So, yeah. I mean, how, how would you guys describe? How, how would well, you? Play, I should let's say. Play a song. Let's well, play a song, and then we'll come back to it. All right, all right. Um, so, well, this last one is Beatrice or Beatrice. It'd be a good, it'd be however, a good you segue. say it, Beatrice. 
Was that? Beatrice. Yes. Yeah. So Beatrice by the Fullers. I crawl through the circles of hell. I do anything. Where the darkest demons dwell, so I can see your smile again. Wish you would have known all those years ago. Oh, I won't abandon hope. That was the last one by the Fullers tonight. Uh, that was so between this between the last between the episode thirty six or whatever. We played all the band songs. That thirty seven one. What was that, Neil? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I think thirty seven. That sounds about right. I think we played half the half. We officially played half the record now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're at half. <laughs> yep. So yeah. it's it's good stuff. Check it out. I listen. I listened to it. Today. I listened to it originally when you sent it to me. A, I don't know a month or two ago. But I listened to it a couple more times today. It is catchy stuff, man. So wait, by so second, you so you have the vinyl? Spin, I'm singing along. No, I do not. Oh, okay. He sent me the like the files. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, um, but I mean, I mean, if he wants to, that's fine. But so, who 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 were some of your um, influences when you first started the band and stuff? And then, how would you describe your sound if you were trying to describe it to somebody? How would you how would you sell it? Uh, um, I don't. If people ask me that. I, I don't <laughs> even. I'm not good at talking about my myself or my uh, band, so I, I don't know. And, and it, to be honest, like most people I know don't really listen to punk. So when when they say, "What do you guys sound like?" I just say punk. You know, I don't know how <laughs> to necessarily describe it. Um, I think it's got you know, like obviously some poppy stuff, but I wouldn't necessarily call it pop punk. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, but I, I probably know. call it. I forgot straight up, straight up punk rock. Of course, there's an acoustic yeah. song though too. Yeah, that was sort of on the back burner too. But yeah, we just threw that in there. But I mean, we we grew up kind of. You know when when that that '90s punk explosion kind of happened. So mm. you know, I, I my I the first punk band I heard was I think Bad Religion, mm. um, and then I just kind of went from there. You know, like everybody else at that around that time, sort of like Fat Records, Epitaph, Lookout Sound. 
Um, so that definitely has a big influence on, on all of us, but our, our, our influences range between the four of us. And I think that's kind of what, maybe why it's sort of hard to define because we all kind of have our distinct influences, you know? Mm-hmm. Plus they're from New Jersey, Neil, which means they have to be at least 11% Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, like, yeah. And it's funny because I didn't I, even really think about the connection, but the story songs, obviously, right? Yeah, I mean, the boss I, was know, the master I, of the story I, song. I never, growing up, I never really liked uh, the Bruce Spring because I, I always heard like 80s Bruce, you know, like that synthy type sound, and I never <laughs> liked it. So I actually... I didn't really start getting in there, and I'm I'm not like a huge fanatic, but I, you know, I didn't start listening to his actual, you know, '70s albums until maybe like you know eight or nine years ago. So mm. I'm sort of new to that. <laughs> See, it's it's like I think if you grew up in a certain region, like he was probably so popular, but as a kid, your first instinct is to be like, uh, slag on the boss. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, yeah, you know, him like it's bon like Jovi the punk thing to do. The punk thing to do is like screw the boss. Well, he, he, yeah, but he, then you realize like some of the stuff is punk that he does, you know. He well, he really, he was good. Listen, he wrote "Hungry Heart" for the Ramones. I mean, how much punker you get than that? Right, 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 right. You know, when he he always stayed pretty relevant in that. He was always friends with some of those guys. I mean, geez, he was on the Mike Ness solo album, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and, that, and when, that was actually the... when when um you know Social D or Mike Ness come around and play New Jersey, he'll pop on stage every you know just, yeah like as a surprise guest. Dropkick oh, yeah. Murphy's too, and the guy's seventy years old. Yeah, he played, I mean that's, yeah. um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's funny because remember what Evil said, Neil, one of our most recent. I think the last episode that actually has been posted as as of recording this was number forty four, three, forty three, forty. Jeez, I was so right, behind. Forty three, but it was Evil Presley, the singer for Independence. And he was talking about it was how bizarre it was hanging out with Joey Ramone because, like, you'd have Bruce Springsteen kissing Joey's ass. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Molly, Molly Ringwald and just all kinds of people yeah. just walking up to them and stuff and all trying to kiss fr- Joey's I ass. Friend. I need a friend like that. Right. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. You have one. It's me, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be standing by you when some band comes up and punches you in the face for dogging on him. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you, you have to defend me. So that'll be good. Yeah, that'll be I good. Guess. Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends. I might be angry at you too. It's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard but, to say. Dude, it happens. What, what, what can I tell you? So, so wh- what plans no, do you have? I'm sorry, Tom. Go ahead. No, I was, I'm kind of. I think you're going the same direction I am. Go yeah. ahead. No, I was going to say. So, what plans do you have for the future? I mean, are you going to be? Are you going to be um, trying to, well, promote this album for a while, or have you already started on writing yeah, some new songs and stuff like I that? I guess it's everything. Like the rest of the world is sort of unknown. You know, I uh, right. That was that was the plan. Um, you know, we'll sort of see how the rest of the year goes. We tend to I, we don't play much in the fall um, anyway because um, uh, I'm a, a teacher. And oh, I, you are a teacher. I, okay, I, I was so. I was going to guess. Yeah, that, that's yeah. A, we get that a lot, don't we? Yeah, know? we do. We actually do a lot. A lot of yeah. Yeah. Are teachers. Yeah, because we have summers off and we can play in the summer. <laughs> there you go. You can tour. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I I coach and stuff too, so the fall's kind of tough. So. Generally, if you know by the summer, and we I mean, will play some one-off shows here and there, but so hopefully, you know, we'll get something. And like I said, we're going to try to get to Europe next May if that's still possible. You know, so that's sort of the goal. So, what do you coach? You say you coach? Uh, I coach football. Oh, American you do? Football. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Real yeah, football, yeah. Neil. I've Real been football, here. Not, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. not that sissy stuff you guys do. I've been I've been here yeah, long yeah. enough that I that I know what yeah. people mean. All right, geez. <laughs> So do you do you, so you don't okay I was gonna say because I'm wondering when bands and I've been asking almost every band this 
you know, are you even daring to start book stuff yet? But if you don't play in the fall, no. you're probably not because the fall no. is when I think I mean, it seems to be people are daring to. Yeah, we dates. have uh, we have a couple shows booked, but that was we booked them back in you know March. For what? For um, like know, April? For like for August June, or when? July? Yeah, June, July, and August. So that's June's probably screwed, unlikely right? going to happen. You know, June's probably June screwed. July's August. probably screwed. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe August. So, I don't know. Yeah. So I we'll mean, see. I mean, if you're only going to fill half the venue, you might be all right in August. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 I mean, most of the shows I go to, that's really not a problem. We could do quite a bit of social <laughs> distancing. <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depending yeah. on the show, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, things are supposed to open up here tomorrow. How is it over by you in New Jersey? Is it are things opening it's up, bad, or is it, it still it's, still bad? It's kind of like you know where everybody's. It seems like as the weather gets nicer, everybody's getting sort of tired of right. You know, being inside, and, and so yeah. I, you know, we're still for the most part pretty shut down. Some restaurants are starting to open, and but definitely like people dined, are definitely like dining in? out. No, no, no. Just more of um, you know, takeout type stuff. Some are talking about oh, trying to open up outdoors, which is okay. impossible. See, you know, we've been doing everybody here almost has been doing takeout, but the dine in we yeah, we don't have any dine in yet either. I'm no, no. I'm missing my beer and burger sitting around the Yeah, yeah. First uh, world problems. Open, so that's easy. <laughs> yeah, that make that that helps a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're supposed to start and, opening up a little bit tomorrow. Friday the 29th, okay. I believe, and yeah, I think dining outside is going to be allowed, which, uh, you know, it's like ev- everything you hear about this fucking disease, every- everybody's got something different to say about it, right? It stays on right. surfaces, it doesn't stay on surfaces, it lingers in the air, mm-hmm. it doesn't linger in the air, so I guess we've decided now it doesn't linger in the air, so being outside to eat is fine, so I don't know, we'll, well see. Yeah. The, C- the CDC just put out, just put out a thing, and, and take it for what it's worth. And they're calling the morbidity rate 0.4%. And don't get me wrong, it sucks if four people in a thousand die, but I think at some point we're just going to have to try to get back to life, right? But yeah, I don't know. I guess, we'll see. Yeah. But I know New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts have been some of the hardest hit, and Michigan is actually fourth. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to kill anybody. I don't really want to die, but I want to leave my house again too. So I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. No, that's true, very true. So uh, I miss I miss record shopping, dude. I miss my record shopping. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at least you can do some virtual record shopping, right? You can do record shopping online. I know it's not the same. That's true. But I mean, least, I but at least you can and, do it. I just it. sit there and I just sit there and stare at Discogs for hours anyway. I guess it really doesn't make much difference, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the one thing we do miss is going to gigs and uh, and and hanging yeah. out with our friends and then drinking know, a pint. That's right. Yeah, hanging sure. out with like-minded individuals. Yep, that's right. Yeah, which is what your album is called. Cheers. So you know, exactly. You can't, you can't Wait, do too much of that. But you know, part of yeah. me when you when it was Cheers. Now you said it wasn't really based on the show. No. But, but I'm like, man, New Jersey must have a real different relationship with Boston than New York does because no like New York punk band would like have an album called Cheers, right? We just never had. No, it. no. I mean, there's, we still have a lot of Yankees fans around here, obviously. To you know, now so yeah, that definitely wouldn't happen. Everybody, Although, loves, you know, a, I, I, everybody loves a winner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of course, <laughs> I can pay for it, right? Yeah. I'm I'm so out of the baseball thing that I didn't don't even know what you guys are talking about. So that's fine. <laughs> well, I you know I haven't missed the Tigers much the last couple of years because they've been so bad. But I I would like to go to the ballpark and eat a hot dog and drink a beer and sit in the sun. Hopefully, social distance so. there without a problem, though, right? 
Yeah, oh, Tigers <laughs> games? Oh, absolutely. I could have a whole section of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's all good. But, yeah. No worries. But you got to wait in line for hot dogs and beer. Yeah. So, of course, right. they deliver to your seat, too. So, all right, let's play, let's play one of the influence songs, and then we'll come back and get some parting thoughts, and I'm going to go fire my grill up. Sounds good. So, what do you want to listen to, Pete? Do you want to listen to a, uh, what was it, Operation Ivy or some uh, yeah, Screeching Weasel? What do you think? Operation Ivy. We can do Operation Ivy, yeah. All right. The classic Operation Ivy song, The Crowd. There it was. Yeah, I'm sure you all know that already. Um, everybody does, but that's a fantastic song. That's, that seems to be one of the most universally beloved bands there is. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah I mean, from, from I think all ages. It's that mystique, you know? It's, it's just that, uh, just I mean, more... we're not going to say anything that people don't already know, but yeah. it's just, you know, they, 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 what they do, like one tour and then one album. You know, they yeah. Had, yeah. Well, yeah, there, there's something to be and... said about the band that can't be bought as far as getting back together. You know, right. that's like Minor Threat. Like, like if Minor Threat got back together now with a bunch of 55-year-old guys and tried to play all those super fast songs, it would be sad, right? Senior Threat yeah. at that point. Unless they were somehow able to pull it off. But it's like, but you know, Black Flag has kind of cheapened their original <laughs> run by dragging it along. That's bad the as Misfits, the Misfits. Yeah. The, you know, the Jerry Only era kind of ruined it for the original. Mm-hmm. So there's something to be mm-hmm. said for a band that won't, you know, I mean, I can't imagine what Riot Fest would pay Operation Ivy to get back together. Right, and I think they were, and that's, it's, it's I mean, I you know, think... there's hundreds of thousands of dollars at least on the table. I don't know that it's millions of dollars, but I, I don't know. I would say, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, be. they, they, 
they had the one, you know, the one collection, and then they just were like, "Ah, oh, we're good, we're done." Yep. <laughs> you know, like I mean, you know, I guess Tim it. Tim did okay with Rancid. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, the, and of course, Jesse Michaels had a good Jesse Michaels, right? He was a singer. Yeah, Jesse Michaels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, you know, the, like the classics of Love Album is amazing, but I don't know that it sold really well. It's not. It doesn't have that cult. Hey, actually, I guess it kind of has a cult status, but it's not but a much cult. smaller cult. Much smaller. Yeah, cult. not yeah. cult yeah, like yeah. Operation Ivy is. Yeah. But yeah, I've actually got some paintings by Jesse. It's uh, he's a pretty good artist too. Did you say you've Yeah, I've got some. I got two. I got two of his paintings. Really? Yeah. I got one of Debbie Harry and one of Joey Ramon. Yep. No kidding. Yeah, they're actually very good. Huh. What a collector you are. <laughs> what a, yeah, I am, man. It's it's pretty sad. <laughs> you you a vinyl you a vinyl collector, Pete? I I don't know, I wouldn't call myself a collector, but I I mean I'll uh you know it's funny, I'll like it depends on the band. But some some bands I'd rather have a CD, and some bands I'd rather have a, a vinyl. You yeah. Know? So it just depends. Well, I grew up in the I grew up in the CD era, of course, so I have everything on CD. And yeah. I've gone back to buying vinyl, which I swore I never would. Even though I never quit buying like seven inch, I, I love seven inches. It made me sad to say yeah, when you too. said that it was economically not viable because I love them so much. I I know, and that's that's part of the reason I wanted to put out is because I think I like seven inches better or, for whatever reason, and it just it's the same price as making an elf you know really? a regular 12 inch pretty much yeah that's insane so, well because yeah. the fact of the matter is your album's 22 23 minutes long it would fit on two seven inches <laughs> we thought of that too but yeah yeah you're right it's pretty you know it's straight into the point but that's that's kind of better too that's the problem with part of the problem with the cd era was everybody's like oh we have 70 or 80 minutes here to fill yeah. it's like you don't you yeah. don't need to do that the golden era records are 35 40 minutes long tops you know, see or, tom or what, half hour. what did i always tell you going back to like i think our very first episode i cannot stand when you get those cd collections and it's like everything we've released and it's like 85 minutes or some shit nobody see, wants mind, to, nobody wants to listen that. to that who has time I don't mind that but i do Ugh. there's something to be said about you know and i have that where okay i'll have the cd compilation where it'll have everything they ever recorded but then i'll still have maybe the one or two things that i really love on on vinyl so i can listen to that separately but 12 that's a songs different. 12 that's songs a 12 songs in and out 25 minutes that's fine yeah. that's yeah. all you need no. you don't need yeah, right. fucking 85 minutes of nonsense <laughs> Who needs that? Besides, or when they first figured out the CDs, they could have like buried tracks and stuff. So you'd have like twenty minutes yeah. of silence, and then oh. it would come back like a two-minute track. Feel like punching a guy in the face who designed that. Yeah. Well, that's one good. good that's yeah. one good thing about these records when they when they redo them on vinyl, they, they don't have that much space. So it's like ah, good, you got yeah. rid of that stupid runt track at the end that nobody wanted anyway. Yep, indeed. Yeah. Sit there waiting for twenty minutes here, two minutes long. Anyway, anyway, parting parting thoughts, Pete. What what, what are your thoughts, man? I, I mean, I you know, thank you guys for having us. I just you know, music now is kind of funny the way we're doing it, but it's it's sort of it is funny, that a little as 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 weird as that sounds is you know I think so. I appreciate any help we can get. You know? No, no, we're we're glad we're glad to have you on. It's good to talk to. A, I always like to get perspective from a little bit of perspective from other like punk news people because, like I said, it's kind of a singular experience. Yeah, because we don't we don't do a lot together. Like sometimes we collaborate on something, but we never. Right. It's not like we're sitting there going, "Hey, I'm going to do this, you do that," and you know, we're sitting shoulder to shoulder. It's not like that. We're all sitting no, there. It's not like we're talking, you know. So it is actually nice yeah. to actually speak yeah. to somebody, you know. And, well, and, and also, I mean, like, like I said, my, I, you know, I have friends that listen to punk, but I don't. There's nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about when I talk about <laughs> records, you know. Yeah. So like, this is actually kind of nice to 
to, to talk to you guys and you have you know a clue what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's I think that's what well it's funny because I think that's what this show has become to a lot of people because I am yeah. also listen the friends I run around with my, my real good friend goes to shows with me so we do that somewhat but my normal I hang out with a really normal middle class you know crowd and same thing yeah. I think they just when I tell them what I'm up to they just sort of shake their head like they clearly don't have any idea what I'm talking about you know yeah and yes. I mean so that's, it, it goes back to like go ahead sorry. No, so it is like Neil and I are sitting there like texting back and forth like a couple of schoolgirls talking about our new records or something because we've sort of <laughs> just like you, you build this record collection or whatever, but then nobody wants to come see it anyway. Like your, you know, your yeah, friends yeah. from <laughs> your your normal social friends are just like, a, yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. They don't really give a crap at all. So, you, so like, you know, I, I stayed at Neil's a while back and it was just like, I'm sure, you, and I know he was like, oh, cool, somebody finally gets to look at all these records that I spent all these years collecting. Exactly. You know? so, I was actually, right. I was stoked. I was stoked that you somebody know, was actually looking at him and enjoyed like, him. Like one half of 1% of the population really gives a rat's ass, you know? So yeah, and I, I think it kind of goes back to like, when, when you asked what we sound like, I don't, I, I have trouble describing that because, you know, when, when people find out I'm in a band and they're like, what kind of music? I say punk. And they're like, well, who do you sound like? And my, my first go-to is, is Green Day, because I know they're going to know them. Uh, but I know yeah. we don't sound like Green Day, you know? Yeah. It's no. like one of those things. You, you die a little bit inside, but you still say it. <laughs> yeah. You can't yeah. say the Ramones? So. I mean, people in New Jersey don't know who the Ramones are? I, they know they would, but I, I feel like, you know, if I said the Ramones, they'd be like, who? And I'd say, hey, ho, let's go. And, uh, you know, and maybe they would know. But I think, you know, I don't know. I think that's partially due to my, you know, like I said, growing up, when when Dookie sort of like exploded, you know. Sure. So I think it could be a... worse. You could be you, you could be like they'd be like, "What type, what do you sound like?" You like uh, we play punk, and they'd be like, "They're like, oh, you mean like corn?" And you're just like, <laughs> kill. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Please, please kill yeah. me now. I think I think there's yeah. a lot more street punk in your sound than that. Um, and just note to listeners: no, they don't sound like Green Day, and they you know don't sound like their own. <laughs> so I think it's well, it's funny. The, it's funny. I don't know which, I know the band you, you picked for the last song, even though I don't know what the song is specifically, but I remember, so I was, I got into punk before that, you know, but I love Screeching mm-hmm. Weasel, late eighties, early nineties, queers, uh, Mr. T experience, mm-hmm. Boris Sprinkle. I loved all those bands. So when green day did make it, it made me insane because I'm like, yeah, you were almost pissed. Yeah. But I'm like, Green Day's good, right? I mean, I, I don't really have a, I, I didn't have a problem with the early Green Day. I thought they were fine. I don't really listen. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to them for years, but I didn't mind it. But I'm like, Mike Durant played for Screeching Weasel. Screeching Weasel's better. Screeching Weasel should be signed. Sloppy Seconds is yeah. way better than Green Day. Sloppy Seconds should be the ones getting signed. You know what I mean? So it, it, was, always yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. it was always kind of frustrating because I always felt like Green Day was sort of doing a watered-down version of what better bands were doing, even though that isn't really fair. And they were they were – doing their own thing doogie's a great album i think it holds up really well i think you, it's their dude, only you're arguing with yourself really, right now you're right i think you it's their only album really <laughs> i'm waiting for you to chime in neil and say something bad about green day no the early stuff is fine just what they've turned but into now is horseshit green Day's but... like, but it's true i mean green day is like so many of the bands i love like metallica where it's literally they've been bad for way longer than they were good if we're being honest right yeah and but, the novelty of it sort of wore off too obviously yeah. you know true so that brings us to our last song Oh, we're gonna do another one. Okay, I thought we'd or you got, finish or with you, Operation you Ivy. Do no, we can. No, we had. Uh, we were gonna do. Um, uh, two. Were we gonna do? So we had a Screeching Weasel, Screeching, right? Screeching Weasel. Yeah, yes. Hey Suburbia. I think we picked. Oh, I love that song. What song was it? Hey Suburbia. Hey Suburbia. Well, there you go. There you go. We're gonna listen to some Screeching Weasel and uh, Hey Suburbia.
it was the last song of the night it's funny, I can't believe I never played... I don't think I've ever played Screeching Weasel on the pod, have I yet, Neil? I don't think we have, <laughs> Considering no. they honestly are one of my very, very favorite bands, and I love the new record. Yeah, yeah. Definitely top five I, for the year so far. You know what, Tom? I, you, you just yeah, hold, hold that thought while I pull up the spreadsheet that I made of every song that we've played. Oh, the computer guy. <laughs> yeah, the computer guy. Well, you'll be happy when I find, when I find one for you, so hold on. No... I like that. It's good because we don't want to get too repetitive. You know, we're getting old, P. We forget our we forget what we already did. Yeah. We talk about the same things over and over again. So, when you're in the forties on your podcast, you don't know exactly. you don't know where you're at anymore. When no. you're in your forties in your podcast, your forties and fifties in your age. <laughs> no, we've never played Screeching Weasel, so there never you go. That's the first go. time. Good. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so yeah, that, I picked that one of the, that because I, uh, you know, like the, that's one of the, I guess. Like you said, growing up at that point, like you, and this is, I guess maybe this is what people say about the Ramones when they first heard them. But when I heard Screeching Weasel, I was like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> you know, like I could, I could be a punk band. You know, I think that's <laughs> part of the, the draw to it. You know, not that it's overly simple, but it's definitely, you know, that's part of the attraction to punk in general, you know. Well, you know, it's not overly simple because you hear bands always trying to like play like Blitzkrieg Bob or something. And they almost always screw it up. There is something to it. You right. Know? There's something to Absolutely, doing it. Really. Yeah. Something yeah. to doing it right. Yep. So, so I love it. I love that song. So All right, guys. anyway, thanks Thank for coming you. on, Pete. We yep, appreciate it, man. Enjoy, enjoy talking to you, and I hope uh, everything goes well with the new record. I hope you can, uh, you know, go out and play some shows and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate all the, the you know. And also, everybody, everybody who reads conversation. Everybody who reads Punk News should be aware that if if Pete's reviewing records from uh, Pro Rock, they're probably a half star reviews are probably a half star too high. It's funny. I just said I guess I gotta stop reviewing stuff from Stan and Pro Rock. Oh please! If I didn't review anything where I didn't have a conflict of interest, I would hardly do reviews anymore. Don't worry about it, man. (laughs) Don't worry about it. So so anyway, hey, thanks a lot, man. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, everybody, and uh, stay free.